your source for everything paranormal. Para-X. The views expressed and the opinions given by the individual host and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Para-X, its affiliates, or its sponsors. The Gathering. The supernatural world can be a dark, intimidating, and scary place. We gather to shine light on the mysterious and misunderstood aspects of the paranormal world. We bring to the table years of experience as mediums, healing channels, and paranormal investigators. We share true stories from our experiences to dispel fear where we can and help you discover the amazing layers that make up the paranormal world. You are invited to gather around the metaphysical table with us and discuss the worlds of the unseen on The Gathering Radio Show. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to The Gathering Radio Show here on the Para-X Radio Network. This is Heidi. And I'm Stephanie, and today is Talk Tuesday. It is our Talk Tuesday. Talk, talk. Well, you know, we were on a week hiatus. Uh, Last week, we weren't on, and we we replayed our our Tokate show because, you know what, it was a working network called it Toki Tuesday because Channel 5 uh, King News out in Seattle ran a piece about Tokate and Raynell Morris, who was on our show along with Howard, and there was another gal on there, talked about Lolita. And then there was our show, and then at 9 o'clock, Howard did a live webinar with the Cetacean Society about Lolita. So it was very cool that she was just such a blast, right? There were just so many things about her on. So that we just want to keep that up front in everybody's mind about Tokate. So we thought that was a good thing to do, right? Yep. 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 It all meshed together well. Absolutely. A big Absolutely. promo for mm-hmm. getting her home. Absolutely. And uh, we'll have Howard on again. I'm 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 targeting July because I'm hopeful that we'll know something by then. Um, they really don't know uh, what's going on, you know. So I don't know. Fingers crossed, everyone, and keep Toki in your in your prayers and in your thoughts because we she needs to come home, you know. Yep, absolutely. But yeah, it's been you know I know the last time we were on we talked about all of our various projects and all the things we've been working on. Of course, we only had a few minutes, but yeah. So we thought this would be a good talk Tuesday because we can talk through some of the things that we've been working on and some of the things that are happening and. You know, can I just say Mercury retrograde goes direct? Mercury goes direct on Saturday. Thank God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, it does. June 3rd. And yes. I know there's a little, you know, straggler energy after that. But yep. hallelujah. Yep. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I haven't noticed it. It's odd because this time I haven't noticed it making me crazy so much as I feel like. And I know Mercury retrograde means there's a disruption in communications and all, all that kind of stuff. And that I have noticed this time with me personally. I feel like I can't focus on things and that my communication is off and I haven't really been communicating with people I know very much either. Do you know what I mean? It's been like Mm. bizarre. It's Mm -hmm. so unusual for me to behave this way, you know. So hopefully once this goes away, things will get back to normal. But yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy it's over pretty soon in a couple of days. Yeah, I know it it hasn't been real tough on my end of things which some of them aren't some of them you just sail right on through and some of them are just oh you just get hammered but this one has been okay and I'm surprised actually not even knowing when I scheduled a paranormal road trip however long ago I scheduled it Mm -hmm. that it would be running during a mercury mercury (laughs) retrograde which I thought oh really good idea Hyde but it went really well with all the scheduling and the communication and stuff so I'm happy about that but it'll just be nice when it's over because there have been some other things that are just oh yes not necessarily technology wise but yeah like you're saying communication just between people has been a little up in the air this last uh, couple weeks 
Yeah. And I just, you know, and I just, I feel like I can't focus on things, you know, and it's like, I haven't been, like I said, communicating with people like I normally do. So that's odd in itself, you know, for me, because, you know, my, I have that yellow energy. I'm just a social butterfly. But um, yeah, so happy, happy that that is done. And now we are going to have a new moon, which is fabulous. Mm-hmm. Um, so time to set those intentions and it's a brand new month. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, it's been interesting because, you know, getting ready for this new moon again, I've been, you know, gearing up for my walks at night and getting out mm-hmm. into the, the mm-hmm. area over by the river. But let me tell you what I'm not doing is I'm not cutting through the grass to get over there because it is tick central this year. I know it. And it's I been nasty it. with the ticks. So I am not even going near the grass to get even close to the river. I'm like, you know what, Bigfoot, if you're in there, we can communicate just fine with me standing out here <laughs> in the short grass and the street uh, and whatever. Yeah, ticks are really bad, and they started early on. I mean, you know, when we were down in Faribault with the Minnesota Paraconnection, and we were out in the woods, and I, wow, I had that one stuck to my head, and it was a deer tick, you know, and they were, like, everywhere. I was pulling them off left and right, and you know, when we were out squatching though a few weeks ago, it wasn't that bad. But now we're going again Saturday, so I'll have to let you know how that goes. <laughs> yeah, good luck. A little and concerned. Tim, yeah, yeah. This this weekend, Tim was out uh, working on the bees, and mm-hmm. every time he came in, because it was hot on Saturday, it was really hot here, and so he had to come in and take water breaks, and he because you don't even your whole bee suit on, and you mm-hmm. have to have jeans or thick pants and a thick. Yep. You know, long sleeve shirt on underneath your bee suit just in case they get in because sometimes they do. Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, it's not, but guess what else can get in? Apparently, ticks can get in quite oh, yeah. easily, actually. Oh, yeah. And so every time he came in, I was picking ticks off of his, his uh, bee suit. And we figured he, we pulled about 20 of them off of yeah. him throughout the day. And yes, right. he wasn't even in the tall weeds, it was just over by the trees. And because we have them under some trees for some shade during the day, and it was not, it was nuts. So, yeah. Yeah, anyway, I know. I know. So we'll see how this week goes. You know what I have learned though, Heidi, is when we wear, even though we don't don't need them now probably, but when I wear my tall rubber boots, that seems to help because they can't get a grip on the rubber boot part, right? So, yeah. um. Even though they're hot, if it's a war- semi-warm day, it's worth wearing them because not they don't can't all get on you then, you know. So yeah, crazy, 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 crazy. But after June, they'll be pretty much gone. You know, usually it's May, April, May, June is their season. So um, then we have the deer flies. <laughs> oh God! Oh, there's always something. Yep. But but we're all good. So. Yeah, we have just more dragons. I like that, Sarge. More dragons. (laughs) But so, yeah, so we both have been so busy with paranormal things, you know, paranormal investigations. And I know you were just on a road trip. So how did that go? Because you were at a couple of pretty famous spots. Yeah, we went first. We stayed at Ashmore Estates, which was in... um, Oh, now it just Ashmore. Yep, there mm-hmm. it is. Ashmore, uh, <laughs> Illinois. Boy, this is going to be a long show if I can't even get the, the obvious words right. So we were in Ashmore Estates, which is in Ashmore, Illinois, and it was a former poor farm. And when you, you know, a poor farm just means people that unfortunately didn't, you didn't there was nowhere else for them to go, Yeah, ended up there usually. So um, there would be people with, you know, a disability or, you know, mental issue or some, you know, and I'm, if I'm not saying this correctly, I apologize. Uh, There would be women who had lost their husbands Mm -hmm. and where are they going to go? Unfortunately, back then they couldn't own land. They couldn't have, you know, they didn't have money. Mm -hmm. So they had to, there would be women that would stay there and wait for some man to come along and marry yeah. her so he had someone to cook and clean and that's bad yeah in the house i mean it's what a weird situation right yeah. but um so anyway and there were some orphans and things like that so yeah it was it was in use for quite a long time i think until the 60s and 
then it had been left unattended and then, it, you know, it goes through different hands and uh, some, and it was used as a hospital. It was actually used as a mental health facility, mental hospital for a while, uh, insane asylum, I should say. Um, it was, I believe, for a while. I'd have to look. Now I might be getting this confused with Indiana State now that I'm saying it out loud, but I think they both had similar histories. So that's where I might be. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it was a very, very interesting location. If you've been to Edinburgh Manor in Iowa, it reminded me a lot of that. I mean, um, it just had the same kind of vibe and the same kind of feel. And um, it was well kept. I mean, as far as investigations go, you know, you go to some places and you think, wow, this is in rough shape. And this place had been well kept. The staff was really friendly and they were very helpful. There was someone on site all night not in the building, so you could just kind of go where you wanted. They had accommodations available, which was nice. So for people who are investigating overnight in locations, it saves on a hotel yeah. bill, which is, you know, anytime you can save money when you're traveling is good. Oh, absolutely. So, and you get it for quite a long time. So that was that was nice, you know, that we could have it for a long time and, and really just get in and, and settle in. Um, Joe said there's, and the chat, Joe's in the chat room. He was on the trip. He said there was a bat at Ashmore. Yes, there was a bat was there and we had actually bought a hat because I thought no way I'm going to wear a hat (laughs) overnight so that I don't get it caught in my hair or anything. So, because I just, I don't need bats, rabies, any of that stuff. So it was, it was a good, it was a good location. I would go back there. Um, Everybody kind of had different experiences too, which was kind of nice, you know, when you have different experiences and different people have different things. I had, there was one, it was right in the beginning, we we had the whole group, there was 11 of us on this road trip, right? And so we had started out as one group and then a couple of folks went into a room across the hall that there were, apparently we had been told that there were some twins that lived in this room. And sisters, and they had their own private room. They had some, you know, funding that allowed them to have their own private room together. And so Tim went over there with a couple of other investigators. And we had, for the first time, have you ever used the cat toys that light up when mm-hmm. you investigate? Okay, cat right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I haven't seen those work before. You sit, mm-hmm. you sit them there, and mm-hmm. for anybody that doesn't know, it's a cat toy that lights up when you roll it. So you push it or touch it, and it lights up. So I had never seen those work, and I thought, well, that'd be cool someday if those worked. Well, a couple of people brought them, and they worked, right? I saw it go, I'm like, this is cool. So I went into the next room, and we were going to move after, you know, it started slowing down. I said, well, hey, guess what? There's, you know, the cat toys next door. We got, you know, those were going off. It was great. And I don't know what happened, but I could see in my mind's eye something coming straight at me, but it was so fast, I couldn't even think about it and it hit me in the chest and in the stomach and as it's hitting me I could tell that it was hands there were a bunch of hands coming at me like get out pushing me towards the door because I just come in and I said oh my gosh I'm super excited we just had these cat toys work we're gonna go downstairs and oof, I just got hit and it was overwhelming I actually doubled over because I felt like I got punched in the stomach and the wind knocked out of me. And every, you know, Tim and Danae and I think, I don't know if it was Amy was in there. I think it was just Tim and Danae were in there. And I said, what happened? And because it was dark in there. And I said, I just got hit. I just mm-hmm. got, I just got rushed. And I was thinking about it and I said, oh my gosh, I think it was the twins. I think they want me out because they think I'm, I think they think I'm coming to get Tim out of here. And Tim said, I feel like there are hands here on me before you walked in that they wanted me to stay. Uh, Danae was using her SLS camera and saw two figures standing next to him, short. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, well, they want him here and they want me out, probably because they know that we're married, you know, mm-hmm. and so they might see me as a challenge or something. Not that they meant me any harm. I know they didn't. I could tell that they didn't. It's just in their minds that they wanted to talk with him. They wanted him to stay and I'm supposed to get out. 
So I left <laughs> once I could gather I myself. Say, I hope you left. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, but I, you know, made sure Tim felt comfortable staying there and he said he did. And I, so I left, I thought, well, I, I can, I can tell when I'm not wanted. It's clearly. So I left and we went with our original plan to go downstairs into another area. And, uh, but that was really crazy. And I was looking at the video because we had a video camera. Now, unfortunately you can't see me because as I'm coming into the room, Danae is walking around and I don't know what she was doing, but she blocks the view of the camera to me. But you could see a couple of orbs shoot across the room, and I'm just going to guess that they might have been, they might have been bugs. I can't say what they were for sure. Yeah. But anyway, one happened right as I was walking in, and another one happened right after it happened uh, that I got hit. So anyway, that was a very interesting way to start that location, and there were uh, quite a few times that people could hear footsteps. Uh, you know how your feet and your shoes like crunch on the kind of dirty floor mm-hmm. and it wasn't dirty in there really I mean it was quite clean but you know you get to like grit on the floor yep and you could hear it crunching under people's shoes but it was uh nobody was there and so yeah. we heard that quite a few times and you could hear talking oh here's what was interesting there and I I don't know what the deal was but I would smell it off and on at both locations more at the Ashmore states so I went into the women's kitchen because they had a women's kitchen and a men's kitchen or dining room. So I went into the women's dining room and I smelled waffle cones. They smelled amazing. And I mean, what waffle cone doesn't smell amazing? I was just going to say waffle cones are amazing. They're super yummy. I don't eat them all the time, but I do know what they smell like. And it smelled very, very clearly like waffle cones. And, you know, it's an old building doesn't smell like waffle cones. So when I went in there, I said, I smell waffle cones. And a couple other people went in and said they could smell it. And then there were people that went in that said they couldn't. And actually a couple people went in and said it really stinks, especially back in the kitchen, going to the kitchen. And I went in the kitchen and I went, oh, it smells like waffle cones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're like, I was expecting something nasty because other people smelled something nasty. And I smelled waffle cones. So I thought maybe they're trying to make up for the fact that they punched me in the gut before I even got off and running in this location. You know, maybe they're trying to make it up to me. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, it smelled like waffle cones, which, you know, is interesting when you go to a old yeah. location. That smells that like just, delicious. Yeah. Wait, well, and you smell musty mm-hmm. and mildewy, you mm-hmm. know, and just mm-hmm. dank. You could smell all that wetness in a lot Absolutely. of these places. And, not that this location was wet. You could just, you know, it's humidity and things yeah. like that. So, and it just yeah. makes a funky smell over time. But yep. anyway, yep. so clearly waffle cones, it was on the menu. <laughs> At some and, point. <laughs> and only in the kitchen. I could only smell it in the kitchen. That is so bizarre. So, yeah, that, oh, so that cool. was that, You know, and what's interesting is I wouldn't think waffle cones would be something they would, you know, bake or make at a, at a you know, poorhouse. Right. I would imagine that wasn't actually what they were cooking yeah, at. But, um, but so. I don't know what they would have made back then that might have been a special treat. Maybe that they cake. would have. You know, sometimes cakes really smell good when they're baking. Yeah, it you was know, like yellow cakes. something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, interesting. Well, very yeah. cool. Well, did you have you gotten through any evidence? Have you gotten any good stuff? Uh, we've gotten a couple of things. We've just started getting through everything, you know, because yeah, we didn't get back hard. until uh, late Friday. And then it was the holiday weekend. And I know people were kind of scattered doing stuff for the holiday weekend mm-hmm. and just sleeping and recovering yep. from, you know, traveling and doing overnights where you're not really getting any sleep. Yeah. But I've had a few things sent to me. Danae did send me that clip of the video clip of me getting punched in the stomach. So you can hear me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I, I said a, a bad word when I got punched in the stomach. Mm-hmm. So I won't, <laughs> won't play it here. Uh, but I'll put it on our, our Facebook page, the yeah. NPRS Facebook page. So people can see, you know, and you can decide for yourself. You can't see me. You can't really see anything. You just hear it. And it's, um, but I was, I doubled over when I got punched in the stomach. So that she sent me already. And I think she's now sent just tonight before we got on the show. I saw some other emails from her. So she probably has a few more more things that she sent, but I haven't had a chance to look through them yet. Hey, did she and, bring, did she bring that member when she was on the show and she talked about that strip, strip lighting the trip, thing? The trip light. 
Yeah. Is that what? Yeah. She brought it and that thing worked like a cool? champ. Yeah. That thing was cool. She has two of them. Oh. She has one that, I don't know, it's like 15 feet long. And then yeah, one that's that would be cool. like six feet long. Yeah. The 15 foot one is awesome. And it was so cool because she had it laying down one of the hallways. I can't remember if it was on the second or the third floor. And she had it laying right down the middle of the hallway. And we would sit at one end of the hallway and you could see one or two, because it would light the hallway up. When one mm-hmm. light would would light up, the, the hallway would light. So you could be sitting in a room and see the light in the hallway go on. And so we had someone like Amy one time was sitting at the end of the hall at the doorway. So she was in the room with us, but she could see into the hallway. And she would say, oh, the third light only is on. Mm-hmm. and uh, Or the fifth light. Or it went one, two, three. The first three lights lit up in order. And so that was pretty cool because you had to get pretty close to it mm-hmm. to have it light up. Mm-hmm. And it worked. It was fun. I would yeah. love to get one of those. I think it would be fun, too. When she mm-hmm. talked about that, I'm like, ooh, I would like that. <laughs> Yeah, well, I can't, was it trip like, no, tripwire, that's what she called it, it was tripwire. Yeah. And so it had 15 feet of, it was a, a electrical cord with these little lights every, you know, foot and a half apart. And so it was about 15 feet long and they would light up like a different color. And it was cool. And Joe in the chat room, he was on the trip. He said they worked at Ashmore, but they didn't have any action with them in Indiana with the string light or the trip light, whatever they're called. So yeah, that, uh, but it's like any piece of equipment. You can have some pieces of equipment you use and it never works. And then you go somewhere and just bang. It's going crazy. So that's why I always say the best thing you can have in an investigation (laughs) is a still camera and your voice recorder and yourself, right? Because this Mm -hmm. is how you catch the things, you know? You can spend thousands of dollars on all that expensive equipment, and it does make it fun, for sure. It makes it fun, validates what you're seeing and feeling, but do you need it? No, probably not. But it's fun, you know? It's fun. I think anybody that wants to bring cool equipment so we can try it out, I'm game for it. because it's It's just fun to see how it works. And, you know, I think the spirits, too, especially if you go to a location that they have a lot of investigators, they get a lot of the same equipment. And yes. so if you have something that's new, it might be interesting for them too. Mm-hmm. So anyway. Because that is a really big hotspot. It's kind of, you know, right up there with, I mean, there's a lot of a lot of people that go there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. I mean, it yeah. seemed pretty, uh, there's a lot yeah, of stuff on the internet hot. about it. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's cool. So did everybody have experiences? How many people were with you? There were 11 of us total. Okay. So, and, you know, we we do different shifts. I mean, eventually everybody kind of splits up into smaller groups. You know, we start with a bigger group just to get everybody acclimated mm-hmm. and test the waters, you know, to really see what we're, what we're dealing with. If you get hit pretty heavy in the beginning, you don't necessarily break down into small groups. But it was pretty, uh, other than me getting punched in the stomach, um, it was pretty decent so and again i could tell it wasn't malicious so i wasn't worried and so everybody split into groups and we even had some new investigators that split off by themselves in twosomes like their own Mm -hmm. little group not by themselves alone but they felt comfortable enough just going off in twosomes and and so that was fun and you know then you just sleep you have a couple hours and you get up and other people are now sleeping because they were up walking around so you get the place to yourself sometimes where you don't have 11 people in there all the time. Right. So, you know, partway through the night, some people are sleeping, some people are investigating, they go to bed, the other people get up. And so there were a couple of times that, you know, we had just three of us in the building. And um, I know before we got back up and started investigating, there was two gals that were in by themselves and had some really cool experiences. They could hear the footsteps, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, someone walking up to them. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, so that was pretty cool. So, yeah, so it was a neat location. I would go back. Mm -hmm. And the the staff, again, was really helpful and friendly. So that always is a bonus when you go to... how far is that? How many hours did it take you to get there? To get there, let's see here. We... I think it was about eight hours. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, you're going down past 
Chicago, well past Chicago. So mm-hmm. with two stops, I believe we stopped twice for gas and, you know, just food, bathroom, whatever. So mm-hmm. it was about eight hours, mm-hmm. I think, to get down there. Yeah, it's not bad. So, no, I mean, considering, you know, some of the locations, you drive a lot longer than that, you know, because we're at the top of the top of the yeah. country or we you know, our, our, you have the United States anyway. So yeah, just to get anywhere, you're going to have a hefty drive most places if it's outside of the Midwest. So mm-hmm. that's true. Or upper Midwest, I should say. Well, and then you were in Indiana the following night, right? And that was <laughs> at what, a prison or something? No, that was a sanatorium. And oh. so it had been used as a uh, tuberculosis facility. Oh. And then when that was kind of fading, you know, as, as people started getting uh, treatment, then it sat uh, empty for a while. And then these guys decided to buy it and turned it into a nursing home. Oh, and they always do that, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. So it had the right setup for nursing homes, but they had to do a lot of remodeling, I guess. And so they remodeled the whole thing, spent a ton of money, added a hospital onto it or a no, added a nursing home onto it that was like five stories. Um, so they added quite a large building. There was already this, what they call a mansion there and some other outbuildings for nursing and doctor staff from it being a hospital. And so they had, they added the nursing home part onto it and did some other remodeling. And, you know, there's a a powerhouse, there's a water house, there's a, its own, it had to be completely self-sufficient sure. um, because it was so far away from everything. So they had to have their own well, their own power, their own everything. Um, so they remodeled everything and got it ready, made a deal with the local, I guess, uh, nursing home that was going to be closing to transfer all the patients and they would take over and then they'd be running their little business. And I guess at the last second, the nursing home backed out of the deal so in a pinch, they needed to fill this thing because they didn't know how they were going to make their money because they just invested all this money. And so they talked to uh, someone who's closing a, a mental health hospital somewhere local, you know, in the area. They were closing, and so they just took all their patients and loaded them up into this what was supposed to be a nursing home. So definitely not the right kind of location for um you know, people that had been living or need to live in a in a mental health facility. So I guess it was pretty bad and they made it for a good amount of years. And then the government, I don't know, the city or state shut it down or stopped funding them. That's what it was. They stopped funding them. And so they were able to make it a couple more years, but I guess the the living situation was really bad there. So, um, and they just, I mean, the staff wasn't trained for it. The facilities weren't equipped right for you know the the people that were now staying there so anyway i guess it was pretty bad and uh, then it sat vacant for a long time and uh, now it's back and it's open to you know investigations and it's weird because weird good it's weird good because there's a lot of buildings on the property and you almost can't find them because there's so much uh, foliage there that's overgrown so it's kind of hard to find the buildings to get to them yeah so and the, some of the buildings are still, they're really trying to cl- uh, clean things up, but there's, some of the buildings are in pretty, the main building is in some disrepair because the roof is leaking. So it has a little uh, similarity to no pemming there, you know, Sure. where the roof leaks and pretty much everything inside is starting to, to crumble. Well, so they're. Yeah. And you know, no pemming had all those outbuildings too, right? They had, mm-hmm. it was a self sufficient place as well. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of them are, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It, it felt a lot like that. Um, but this group seemed like they're really trying to get it cleaned up so mm-hmm. that they can have more events there and different things. Yeah, I wish uh, they would do that with no to. penning too. Man. I would go. I think that's closed close though, isn't it? it yeah. Well, the, I think the fire marshal closed them down because it was just so bad. Dangerous, you know, yeah. and you would think when they first opened it up for tours, they they must have made enough money to d- make some repairs. Do you know what I mean? And wow, it's just sad that they didn't do that. But I know I sent them an email a, a, 
couple of months ago because there's a bunch of us that want to go there. I would go back there in a heartbeat. I know you wouldn't, but I just thought it was the coolest. Well, if it was cleaned up, I'd go back there, but not in the state it was I would in. go in the fall. I would go in the cold weather. I wouldn't go in the summer. I would go in the cold weather again, but um, never heard back. And I haven't seen their website, I think, is shut down, actually. So I'm guessing they're closed, but what are they going to do with it? I mean, it's a huge rambling building, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like several buildings all put together on the top of the hill up there in Duluth. You know, so I don't know. Wish they'd do something with it. <laughs> you know? Well, Clean and I up. know they Let were having back in. Huh? They were having problems when we were there. I don't know if you heard this too at No Peming, where they were having problems with the water supply. Yeah. They we did know that. That was getting uh it sounded like the it was tapping out. There was yep. they were running out of water up there. So Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I don't know if you true. can have a facility there's... when there's no running water, how that would work. So Well, they could get attached somehow. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't, I don't really know. I think they're close enough to Duluth to probably attach the city water, but it would probably cost big bucks. You well, know? right. There's no <laughs> Yeah. So... And I think they were already trying to plug a plug yes. a bucket that had holes in it and it was filled yeah. with water, you know, yeah. so they need like some a... investors or something, I think, and then maybe they could do it, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I wish they would because I think it's a really cool place and it was very active when we were there. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, anyway. Uh, anyway, you know what? We're talking and talking and talking because it's Talk Tuesday and it's uh, 31 minutes past the hour. So we need to go to commercial break. And this is the Gathering Radio Show on the Para X Radio Network. <laughs> For the light to shine so brightly, the darkness must be present. Tune in every Monday at 10 o'clock for Dark Sun Rising on the Para-X Radio Network. Hey Heidi, have you listened to The Calling lately? Why yes, Steph, I have. It's really good. Have you? Absolutely. It's what I would say is a wild and wooly affair. So does that mean it's a wild and wooly Wednesday show? (laughs) Well, I definitely think that that's true. So you know we listen since The Calling is the sibling show to our show, The Gathering. Listen to The Calling Radio Show with Jerry and Kimberly Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on the Para-X Radio Network. Hi, this is Marla Brooks from Stirring the Cauldron. Thursdays are a great night on the Para-X Radio Network. On the first and third Thursdays of the month at 8 p.m., it's Tango and Friends, hosted by Bruce Tango. And on the alternate Thursdays at 8 p.m., tune in to Stirring the Cauldron, the Archive podcast. Every week at 9 p.m. Eastern, join me on Stirring the Cauldron Live. And then at 10 p.m., stick around for New Aeon Now with Lily Alley, Davron Michaels, and Christine Matza. Finally, to round out the night, join Dr. Kelly Renee Schutz on the Paranormal Encounters podcast. All this, every Thursday, right here on Para-X. To the Gathering Radio Show on the Para-X Radio Network, and it's our Talk Tuesday, and we're just catching you up on what we've been working on here in the last couple of weeks. And I was just talking about, well, Indiana State Sanatorium, and then we started talking about No Peming mm-hmm. Sanatorium because they're, mm-hmm. they seemed, there's a lot of similarities there. But I would go back to Indiana State and definitely investigate there again. There's just too many places we didn't get into. Yeah. Because, you you know, as much time as you have, then you'd never have enough time when there's a lot of buildings that you never. have access to. Never. Um, because yeah. you can get into anything. as long, If it's not boarded up, you have access to it. And, yep. Um, so, but yeah. there was enough going on there too that you you didn't rush it either. Mm-hmm. You know, there was enough going on that things you could hear. You could we had disembodied voices. Some investigators heard and saw things. Um, things were moved. Um, you know, we had people feeling like they had been touched. So, I mean, there's some interesting things happening there, and we just we wanted to take our time. Yep. I get that. So, but, you know, a lot of times the smaller outbuildings have lots of activity, though, too, you know. So, yeah, 
Yeah, boy, if you could get back there, you should try try to get to those two as well. Yep. You know. Yep. I'd I'd go I'd go back to either place again. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yep. So crazy. So it'll be interesting to find out what you guys got for. Um, evidence, if anything, you know, a lot of times there's a lot of personal experiences, but really not so much on the evidence side, you know, which is sad, mm-hmm. but it happens, right? Or there's mm-hmm. a ton of evidence and there were no actual personal things, you know, so mm-hmm. kind of weird how that works, you know? Yeah. Well, Joe in the chat room said I might have been poked. So mm-hmm. at what location, uh, Joe, if you could share, but yeah, I, I think we'll have some evidence and Whatever I can get that's audio, I will share on one yeah. of our Tech Tuesdays. Yeah, because we'll have that either in June or July. We haven't decided yet. We have to mm-hmm. we have to figure out our schedule yet to be determined. <laughs> yeah, but Tech Tuesday is are going to be our our one of our new features, and we're going to talk about maybe new technical things that we can bring paranormal investigating and play evidence. Right, so that's because yep. that's what as paranormal investigators. That's what we strive for is to get actual proof. I mean, we know yep. they're there, but, you know, to get the proof to back us yep. up. Oh, so Joe said uh, that was at Indiana State Sanatorium. Okay. You so, know, sanatoriums, cool. Thanks, oh, sanatoriums are always so active, you know? Yeah. I mean, the ones mm-hmm. I've been in for sure. Just You just don't even know where to go because they're just yep. everywhere. Um, so... Um, our movie so is asking, are northern Wisconsin and southern Wisconsin state hospitals long closed? I guess I don't know about those, movie. Yeah, what are the names of those? Did yeah, you know maybe that's some names we could investigate. Yes, um, yes. And see. Yes. Mm-hmm. That would be fun. And they might Unless even that's be the name of no- northern Wisconsin state hospital and southern Wisconsin state hospital. Maybe that is the name. I don't know. Maybe. I guess yeah. we could start looking. Maybe. Yeah, it would be fun. Yeah, it'd be nice to go somewhere closer. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, you know, there's so much stuff right here in Minnesota. You know, we just have to, you know, and I, my favorite thing is to go to places that nobody's been in before. Or, you know, and I think you like this, too. But, I mean, like, you know, with when we started out, like, we have a, a property up in northern Minnesota that we're going to try to get back to this year. Um, and it, it's 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 way up north. And you know, we just, Jerry had been there with his, with his brother and saw an apparition and it was old, closed down, abandoned place. And we called the, um, he called, you know, the, it would belong to the forest service and said, let's do an investigation. They said, absolutely. And it, wow, it turned out to be like one of the most active places that we've been to. And we've been there a number of times, you know, and We'll go back. We're the only ones allowed in there, which is so fun, you know. But um, hopefully we'll get back there this year. But those are my favorite places to go because they're just, they're different, right? You got you to gotta actively pursue them to get in, you know. <laughs> um, Jerry's saying Sheboygan, Wisconsin. I guess I don't know where that is. Oh, well, is that yeah. that one where there's nothing there, right? It's torn down or whatever. Um, that, what was the name no, of that? Do you, that was something else. I think else. that was a different place, but there's a group. And Jerry was talking about Sheboygan. Uh, there was a group we had on uh, that were had investigated up in that area. And oh. so, uh, but I don't recall the different locations. So that must have been one yeah. of them that they were at. Yeah. Um, mm. Jerry remembers better than me. Yeah, the one that he was talking about on the show was it was a mansion that had been torn down, but they had been to the other locations, uh, the yes. hospitals in Wisconsin. Oh, yeah, maybe that's it, yeah. Um, Wisconsin paranormal team are in control of it. You know, what's, you know what's interesting about these Wisconsin paranormal teams is they won't investigate a place unless they have full rights to it, full rights and access, and they won't allow anybody else in. True story. Um, I don't know if that's all teams. Because the, the team that we talked to, they do run investigations for Well, the right, but they're public. in control of it, right? They're in control of it. So, you know what I mean? It's, it's, well, I think it's because somebody different. has to be. Somebody yeah. has to run it. And I don't we know if the had, owners want it to run it. Yeah, so We have had so many people call us from Wisconsin with with things they want us to investigate. And they say, well, we called these people, but they wanted us to sign 
a waiver saying that it's all theirs. <laughs> and they, they said we wouldn't do it. And, mm. you know, we all say mm. we don't do that. But, um, yeah, there have just been, you know, and, and like we said, when it's something about in April, it's like things changed. We've been crazy busy with investigations. Your work has been crazy busy with things going mm-hmm. on. Um, it's crazy, right? I, I have done more investigations in the last two months than I have in the last three years. Well, part of it was mm-hmm. because I had left the crew for a while uh, to focus on squatters, which I'm still doing that too. So I'm, I'm kind of busy, you know, <laughs> but I'm excited to get out in the field on Saturday. I have a feeling I'll be ticks from head to toe, but that's okay. You know, that's okay. It's part of the deal. It's part of the deal. That is not okay. Um, you know, <laughs> no. we do it every year. We do it every year. But like I said, I do think the rubber boots, the tall rubber boots help. They help, It helps keep them off. Um, I really do think that. But Where are you going so, again? We're going to go to a new place that Katie and I and Carrie actually went to um, in the wintertime. So it was super mm. hard to get to because there's snow, you know. Are you up, going up north said, again? Definitely worth going back. Excuse me? You're going up north again? No, it's not up north. It's it's actually it's kind of close to our research area, but not quite there. And um, he, the reason I got the idea to go to this specific place was that we Sim has this uh, a property that we've investigated for for paranormal activity. In fact, we were just there a couple weeks ago, and there's a lot of paranormal activity there. But they also have had Bigfoot sightings there. It's kind of a trifecta because they also have UFO sightings there. So it's kind of like mm-hmm. crazy, in all three, you know? And so yeah. we are actually going to go, we're scheduling another overnight kind of investigation there where we're going to pitch a tent outside so we can also look for Squatch and UFOs as well as, you know, we determine what's going on with the, the spirits in this house. And we mm-hmm. kind of know, but we just kind of want to settle it down a little bit. But we'll investigate first, and then we'll do some clearings and cleansings. And it, they've just renovated this old house, and it's beautiful now, and these owners are going to move back in soon. So we want to get all this done so that we can make it a happy place for them, you know? Mm-hmm. But, yep. um, yeah, so there's just kind of all this going on there. And so it's it's further, of course, than this property. But... Um, it's, it's cool. It's cool. And we said so we had to go back there. And originally the plan was to go further north because Josie, one of our investigators, lives up in um, Virginia. But it turns out that she's actually going to be in the cities this weekend. So I said, well, let's go there then because it's closer. We don't have to spend so much time on the road and we can spend some more time there. So I'm excited. It'll be fun. And, and our newest investigator is coming with us, Ladora. So it'll be fun for her to meet Josie and... I think there'll be four or five of us, maybe, pretty close to a full team, you know. So there's a couple missing, a couple are out of town, but it'll be fun. It'll be fun to get back together. We're going to try to squeeze in a Squatch Chat on Facebook. So uh, we'll see. Because nice. I, I think there's enough signal there. We'll have to see. I don't know that I'll say anything about that <laughs> until we're actually there. Or we might say maybe or something. I don't know. We haven't figured out how to say that, but it'll be super fun. Um, always good to get together with the girls, you know, but yeah, this, this paranormal business, the SIM crew has been so busy and I know they had a, uh, I didn't, I didn't go last weekend because I had other things happening, but they had something last weekend and this weekend they're going to have something else and I'm with the Squatchers this weekend, so I can't go to this one either, but, um, just back to back things, you know, and it's Mm -hmm. like, we haven't. (laughs) <laughs> don't have time to get the evidence done from the last one we did before the next one comes up, you know? So mm-hmm. it's just, you know, kind of crazy and fun. And um, yeah, wow, we just got right back into it, can I just say? <laughs> well, and that's something that I don't, if you're not a paranormal investigator or you're wanting to be one, that's one thing you don't think about mm-hmm. is how much work is happening in between the investigations, you know, from the preparing to go and getting all the information and what's going on and why you need to go and, you know, finding out about the location. And then after the investigation, it's all the evidence review. 
And it's just, I mean, that takes so much time. And when you have an investigation every weekend or even every other weekend, it's almost impossible to, you know, know. if you're working a full-time job, forget it. You have no other life with all the evidence review and everything else you have to do. You're working and then you're doing paranormal and that's it. Forget your family. Forget well, anything else see, you have to do. That's what I did. You know, this last weekend I did nothing paranormal or no squatching or anything. I didn't review evidence. This was just for me and my family, and we did fun stuff. And I fell on the lake and got all wet and crazy, and it was <laughs> it was fun. But um, yeah, no, because we started out. You know, the beginning of the month we got we were in Washington, and then the next weekend, boom, we were down in Faribault. We had a couple investigations. We had one at a restaurant and one at. Um, we were down at Walcott with the Minnesota Pair Connection, and those were both super fun. It was a fun day. Both places were very active. I'm still not through that evidence yet. Still have to get back at that. And then the next weekend I had a Squatch chat, or I was with the Squatchers. And then the weekend after that we did this house where the it's the trifecta. You know, there's Bigfoot and UFOs and, you know, everything. So... I still have, I'm kind of behind. I have a lot of stuff I need to catch up on. <laughs> I'm so glad that, you know, I don't have really any true deadlines, but um, yeah, just, it's fun stuff. So, but yeah, it was fun to have a weekend without the paranormal. Can I just, <laughs> um, but yeah, the water is cold. So normally here in Minnesota on Memorial Day weekend is the first weekend we go swimming usually on a normal year. And this year, I knew it was going to be too cold, but we were all out at the lake, and all my nephews had these cool plaid boards, you know, and Casey and I had a raft <laughs> and a blow-up kind of boat thing. And she pushed me out in it first, and I couldn't get the paddles to work. So my nephews had to save me and bring me back to the dock. And then... We went out again, and then we came back, and part and it was losing air because we didn't realize it, but one of the things was up, you know. And so when we went to get off, Casey fell in, and then I said, "I can do this, no problem." Oh yeah, head over heels. There is video. There is a video out there. Um, <laughs> and it was cold. Can I just say? And I thought, well, since I'm in, I'm gonna go swimming. Oh yeah, no, no. I mean, your legs and your arms are just leaden. You know, you feel like you can't even move when it's that cold, but. It was fun. It was fun. Dave's saying, you and a mishap involving water. Imagine that. <laughs> yes. And the whole yeah, family shocker. watched. The whole family watched. Everybody was on shore or on the paddle boards or on the, on the dock and <laughs> whatever. You know, like I said, my nephews will always say, oh, you know, crazy Aunt Steffi. She just will do anything. <laughs> and that's a good thing, you know. But, um, yeah, so it was, it was just, it was super fun. But, yeah, saved by, you know, 14-year-old nephews, can I just say. Well, good. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was fun. But, yeah, so much going on. So much going on. And I'm not sure. Hey, you got to give us an update on that case you were working on with the, with the, you were the UK. You had something happening. Remember, you were talking, you were working with that woman. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we still are. We just had a session oh, this morning. Oh, yeah. We, I mean, it's, it's one of those things that, um, it's a really, it's really hard to work with someone who is, she's so sweet. I, I can, I would describe her as like a little bu- fluffy bunny, you know, and mm-hmm. there's a wolf predator that can take advantage of a little fluffy bunny and it's not her fault. But she's just soft little fluffy bunny that doesn't really have any defenses. And this wolf thing knows it and is taking advantage of that. And so you can kick it out a million times and mm-hmm. then it can just keep coming back mm-hmm. because it can. Mm-hmm. And so it does. And so it's just a process, which is why a lot of extractions or exorcisms are not one and done because right. it's not just that easy. So she has to understand how to build her strength up in all the ways, you know, emotionally, mentally, physically, and spiritually, you know, just keep building her strength so that she understands that she can keep this thing away. Mm -hmm. And so it's just a process. But yeah, we had our session this morning because I wasn't able to work with her because of the trip and then the weekend. Mm -hmm. Um, So 
you know, but she did well over the week, you know, that we had in between. Usually we try and do two a week. Mm-hmm. And so this was a week in between now and she did well. Wow. So yeah. we're getting there. So, oh, Mufi wow. said, is, is the bunny a live person? Yes, she is a live person. She lives <laughs> in the UK. And so I just, she's so sweet and she's uh, elderly and uh, she's under a spiritual attack from this negative entity. And it's terrible that she's getting targeted like this, but we just do what we can to help her. And it's it's interesting doing this over the phone with a six hour time difference. So we really oh, yeah. have to be mindful of the time because I also don't want to do this too late in the day for me no. because that means it's nighttime for her. Yeah. And you don't want to do stuff like this right before no. she has to go to bed and turn no. on all the lights, you know? So mm. anyway, so she's super sweet. She is such a dear. I just, I just think she's so lovely and I'm, t- I'm just, it's terrible that she's getting picked on like this. So yeah, we're still working on that. Yeah. Uh, she needs to, can she smudge? I mean, have you taught her how to do yes, that kind of stuff? We've talked about all that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And she's had she's met with a team over there. That's how I got connected mm-hmm. with her. So mm-hmm. they've helped her out before Good. I even got connected with her and did an assessment with her. And, and you know, they have a quite strong paranormal team with a lot of people in different backgrounds, you know, relating to, you know, spiritual and psychology and things like that. And so she met with them quite a few times and that's how I got connected with her. So she has been through everything and they've tried everything and now we're doing our thing. And I, I told her when we started working, I said, this could be one and done or not. And I said, I right. can't tell you how long it could take because it's different every time. But I said, just try not to get discouraged if it goes on for a while, because that's certainly not the goal, but sometimes that's how it has to happen. And I yeah. don't know why that's how it happens sometimes, but that's what does. So, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I so anyway, I'll keep done. working with her because it's the right <laughs> thing to do. Yeah. Well, you know, it's just hard. It's just hard, you know, and she just, I'm glad she has a paranormal team working with her over there that can help her as well. Because mm-hmm. um, that'll help a lot too. People just don't understand that it's more than just a ghost, you know, mm-hmm. putting up quotation marks, you know, and that's good. That's good. But I think the more she learns how to take care of herself and be strong, the better off she'll be. And it doesn't right. matter how old you are, you know, you no. can learn to do that, you know? Yep. So, um, which I'm just, I'm just putting this out there, but I cannot find the shell that I've had for a thousand years for smudging. And if anybody has any dreams about where it might be, would you let me know? Because I know we're all a little bit psychic, you know what I mean? And I've been looking everywhere for it. Last time I saw it, I had brought it with us on the Humber, but I really think I had it up here, too, and it's just missing in action. Where well, could it be? you know, my ideas around that, I don't know if I've talked about that, but if something goes missing, then maybe its work is done with you. Maybe. So it maybe. might be time to move on to something else and use something maybe. else. That's true. That's Maybe that's true. Yeah, because I've been like... You know, sometimes I leave it outside, you know, because after a smudge or whatever, I'll just put it outside so it, you know, smudges out. And then if it rains, I feel that's good. You know, it's getting all that good, juicy energy from everything, all the nature spirits. And I've looked everywhere where it normally could have fallen off my deck, like into the gardens and stuff. And, yeah, nowhere. So, I don't know. But well, it might her. be time to find something else. Well, I have others too, you know, yeah. but that was, that was my favorite, you know? <laughs> so anyway, I just put it out there. If anybody has any ideas, have any dreams or whatever, let me know. Um, <laughs> Cause we all get in those things, you know, we have our favorites. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Oh, we have a uh, blaze orange. What is this blaze orange you're talking about, Jerry? I know that was a while ago. Sorry. We were talking, chatting. Um, yeah, so anyway, there's just tons of stuff happening, right? Do you have any other investigations happening anytime soon? Uh, let's see here. I'm trying to think. I've got quite a few classes and things coming up still. We have our uh, priestess circle and high priestess circle 
running. So I've got those this month again. And um, then we take July off, which is nice because it's hard to do stuff here in July on the weekends to run things because people mm-hmm. disappear yes. on the weekends in the middle of the summer. So yep. we try not to do too much scheduling in the, the weekends so people have, you know, they can have their fun and time off and all that cool stuff. So um, investigations, I don't think so. I'm trying to like wrap my head around yeah. What I've got coming up, my schedule is nuts. So, uh, but I don't think investigations at this point. I mean, who knows what pops up? But, um, you know, yeah. I've definitely, I'm definitely busy. For, so yeah. that's, oh, that's a fact. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And just with summer stuff, right? It's summer. You know, it's time to go jump in the lake. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you do want to have some fun too. So, yeah. <laughs> hopefully, yeah. I can squeeze some of that in as well. Well, and you know, it's you know, it's funny as where I live, it's no mow May, right? It's for the pollinators, right? That's not you don't know. have to participate in it, but I want to, you know, and several people have too, but then there are the people that, no way, they're still going to mow those lawns. And so like my neighbor, for example, you know, and so there's some lawns that are, you know, knee high and then some that are, so tomorrow's June. So I got to get out there and mow my lawn. <laughs> it's terrible. Oh my God. But um, yeah, good for, it's, the, good I for did, the bees though. I was going to do the no mow May because we have bees, right? Yeah. So I was going to do the no mow mm-hmm. May and it's with all this rain. How is anybody doing that? So I did mow and I set the blades really high so it mm-hmm. wouldn't actually chop down the the dandelions because mm-hmm. we have dandelions, of course. Well, so that's, but that's what they want. They want the dandelions. I know. So we didn't chop pollen. the dandelions down. So they had, I just chopped down the grass enough so that my dogs didn't get lost because yeah. they were. Yeah, because you have little dogs. Yeah. Yeah. They were. It was hard to see them in the grass, and they were having a hard time navigating. So I did yeah. cut it down, but kept it long so that it didn't chop off the, the dandelions for yeah. them. Yeah. So, so. Yeah. But I got to get mine done. So right after work tomorrow, I have to at least do the front yard where everybody can see. The back yard is, you know, of course, all fenced in. Nobody can see it but us. But, um, yeah, <laughs> it's just a little crazy, unkept for sure. Um, but whatever. It's all good. It's all fun. So, but there's all kinds of stuff to do. You know, summertime is busy. It's just busy, busy, you know? Yep. Yep, it is. I mean, but that's, it's fun too. So. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so I think, so the calling is on tomorrow night and we better, we will plug that show, our sibling show. They're having a psychic on tomorrow night and I was just trying to find the, um, ad and I can't find it. Jerry, you want to pipe in on the chat and tell me who it is? They were supposed to be on last week and then Mercury retrograde. They couldn't get the Skype to work. (laughs) That's a surprise. But you know what? It's still Mercury retrograde. So hopefully they'll get her on and and Mary Jane Brigger. Okay. So that is the psychic that will be on the calling tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So join them. It'll probably, it'll be a good show. And hopefully Mercury won't rear his ugly head tomorrow. <laughs> Not too much for that show. I mean, we've had our issues this month too. So, you know. Yes. We, yeah, especially getting guests in, people that aren't used mm-hmm. to Skype. Oh, it's hard. Tough. It's and, really you know, hard. it's funny because every time I have a guest that I have scheduled, so I make sure I contact them earlier yeah. and I say, let's do a test run on Skype. Yeah. And I do it every single time. And, oh, my gosh, it's, I think you just have to be used to using Skype or it just doesn't, it's hard to figure well, out. I don't know. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, it's just, and you know, even when we did the Tokate show, remember, Howard wasn't on for the first half because he couldn't, but that, was it Mercury Retrograde then? I don't think so. I don't know. I think it was just ago. his phone wasn't working. But, yeah, every once in a while, it just happens, you know? Um, so, yeah. <laughs> it's it just, is. Some, I think technology is It is a Tech- stretch some days. Love it. We love it and we hate it all at the same time. I don't know if I hate it. I just get frustrated with it. <laughs> Gosh, me too. What would we do without our fabulous producer, Sarge? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my. Well, we are almost to the end of the show here already. This hour just flew by. I'm so glad we did a talk Tuesday because we haven't yep. had a chance to really catch up. And we've both been doing so many different things. You know, mm-hmm. I mean... You know, Bigfoot, paranormal. I mean, there's just been so much going happening that it's fun to just 
sit back and just chat and not try to worry about a guest and Mercury retrograde. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And just talk. And then next week is our Paranormal Smorgasbord. board. So everybody get your subjects. I think it's going to be a good one. Jeremy aler- Jerry alerted me to a story that he found that I'm going to talk about next week and it's going to be nice. Fun. So anyway, everyone... Thank you for listening tonight and for the troops who may be listening. Thank you for your service. We totally appreciate and love you. Absolutely. And stay, stay safe, everybody out there Mm -hmm. and everybody in the chat room. Thanks for all your, your chatter and your uh, comments. We totally appreciate having you guys in the chat room and hanging out here with us around the metaphysical table. And those of you listening from wherever you're at, tuning in to our show. Thank you so much for joining us around the virtual table yeah and uh we'll definitely look forward to hearing anybody's topics for next week which you know is our paranormal smorgasbord so thank you uh or tune into that and then also thank you very very much to parax for hosting us again we are just super glad to be here and then sarge our most amazing producer thank you because we can't do it without you every single week (laughs) thanks everyone make it a good week